hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dan Rapocio. With me, as always, is my co-host, Pam Fezis. And joining us this week is my wonderful wife, Kelly. Hello. <laughs> that was really Great good. Intro, Dave. <laughs> just, just. My name to... is Dan. Dan, sorry. It's yeah, Dan. that's gonna. <laughs> you might think it's Dave, but that's just my accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. So if so if I if if I say fuck the Redskins and all they stand for, they're fucking trash garbage people. Can I just blame that? <laughs> like that's. Can I blame that on my accent or? Yes. Is that is that how it works? I mean, whatever you want to make fun of Spruce Allen for, it's fine by me. You mean don't don't you mean don't you mean juice alien? Terrible, juice alien. bad, bad. Juice juice alien, juice alien. It's what they make Welches out of. They just have <laughs> one guy, and that's one what he alien. does. One alien just just it's makes all that maker. sweet juice. <laughs> Oh. Got to look out for Stan Spider, the, the <laughs> Stan, incredibly dude, scumbag owner. Dude, St- Stan Spider is absolutely the protagonist of the best worst '80s fucking cop drama ever. He plays by his own rules. Stan Spider <laughs> is guy with a cool car. Tuesdays so on, on ABC. Yeah. Spider with a Y, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> he drives a uh, jet black uh, police car, mm-hmm. and he calls it Black Widow. Oh man, oh. we keep creating shows on this show that I I kind of want to watch. You no, know, Dave, you need to make animated shorts out of some of these. Since this really? is the eighties, it would probably still be racist, and his big mm-hmm. nemesis would be a drug lord called the Brown Recluse. Oh God, yeah. Oh, that Sam Spider took a problematic twist. Much. Yeah, yeah. It we doesn't hold up it at now, the time. Yeah. It was beloved, but it doesn't hold up very well it's for like problematic reasons. If yeah. you watch Goldfinger again, there's like James Bond does a rape in that movie. And, I you know. like that. There's also um, all the incredibly racist stuff, and I think it's Liver Let Die. Where he goes to Africa. Oh God! Yeah, uh, that one's he really live bad. Let die, the one with Baron Samedi. Uh, maybe I don't remember any. No, names. that's a Caribbean. I, just, I I think it's Live or Let Die. That's got like the voodoo. Yeah. The voodoo cult. Like yeah, it. It's watching it now. It's just kind of like oh. Well, and okay. then it also like it doesn't start there either, does it? He's in like New York in like Harlem or something, and like he goes to all these clubs where there black people and it's scary it's so scary oh that is so bad it's not i mean it's not good i i love james bond movies but doesn't it suck when you go back and you watch things that you used to love and you realize like oh no like i had a moment like that super problematic yes so i was watching um i didn't didn't really watch friends i wasn't that into it but i was watching um some like 90s nostalgia remix on youtube Mm -hmm. and they showed the scene where ross and rachel are getting a male nanny and ross just starts grilling the guy like so are you gay Ooh, why would you want to hand out with children and i couldn't even finish the clip it was like so cringy it wasn't even funny it's just like, oh, why? Time, times that makes changed. me wonder how well. Uh, remember Will and Grace when it was on? I didn't oh, watch I it. But it wasn't it like the whole premise about that being like they're gay people. And I just remember 
the gay guy having all the effeminate mannerisms associated with the stereotype. Yeah. I wonder how that yeah. would watch now. Well, yeah, I, they're I bringing it back. Worse. Oh, they there's are? Go- yeah, there's going to be a reboot. They got wow. the original cast to do it. So your question Well, it's not like they're doing anything answered. else right now. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> so, Sam, they got the original cast, too, you said? I think so, yeah. Oh, or at least, Or at again. least the original Will and Grace and also Jack. Okay. Oh, I hope they got Karen too. I love Megan Mullaney. She's oh hilarious. yeah, that would be that would be great. I mean, that would also kind of be necessary if if they didn't have <sighs> Megan Mullaney, it probably wouldn't be the same. She was the best part of that show. Will and Grace takes here on your NFL podcast. <laughs> I, I know, hope right? <laughs> Nick Offerman decides to play a crazy ex-husband oh, I in bet. the show. I bet. <laughs> I bet. He and he will. and he does a bit where he's just naked and being crazy, just yeah. like. Crazy Danny instead of Crazy Tammy. Yes. Oh, amazing. Yes, please. I miss you, Parks and Rec. I miss you. Uh... Anyway, in case you guys were wondering why we were uh, purposely screwing up names and such, uh, you may have lived under a rock because the Redskins apparently think Kirk Cousins is named Kurt Cousins. Very cool. Very cool. And, and somehow that wasn't even like... The, the biggest thing screw up. Yeah, I, I don't think that cracks the top. We're, we're going to start this podcast off right, taking a gigantic dump all over the Washington Please. Redskins. I got it. it's it's one of the most good things that anyone can do. It's just dump all over the Washington fucking racist names. That's very true. Oh, speaking of the racist names, Dave, I know you're going like right into something, but mm. wasn't there a lawsuit recently um, that allowed a band to use a racial slur in their name? And so now Dan Schneider's yeah. jumping all over that. He's he got thinks, the trademark back or whatever. That is so unfortunate. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, continue yeah. on to the happier <laughs> thing. <laughs> anyway, the Redskins are a trash dumpster fire. It's just the worst. It's also hilarious. They, uh, they stumbled out ass backwards into two quarter two franchise quarterbacks in yeah. one draft and they're now managing to fuck them both up mm-hmm. let's let's start from the beginning here kirk cousins was franchise tagged for the second year in a row earlier this season obviously under the assumption that the redskins were going to work out a long-term deal with him he's been doing well he's been doing nothing but improving so far he was clearly I- worth a decent contract. And there are teams um, that want him outside of Washington, too. They're a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tagged him because they teams. wanted to make sure they could they could make an offer to him. Right. They could, they could retain him for the moment. Which I have and, to say, good for him. Like, he's had a really good uh, career comeback here. Like, it's kind of heartwarming, honestly, to see him doing well. It's not even really a comeback. Like, that's the thing. He started off... Kirk Cousins has been, in some ways, hashtag blessed. Because he got... <laughs> Because the Redskins gave up everything to get RG3 and then kind uh-huh. of as a backup drafted Kirk Cousins in the third or fourth round in the exact same draft. Oh, so Kirk Cousins right, right. immediately had no pressure on him. All the pressure was on RG3. And RG3 had a good rookie season where everyone kind of ignored all of his faults at quarterback because he was such yeah. an athletic freak and doing all these crazy things. Kirk Cousins basically could just sit there behind RG3, come in whenever RG3 was dumb enough to get hurt, and basically make dumb mistakes. Mistakes you're not expect, but he had no pressure on him because he was the backup. Nobody expected much out of him. He he basically got to get all, like, he got thrown into the fire without really being thrown into the fire. He could just make the mistakes and learn from them while he was still behind RG3, and by the time RG3 finally, officially flamed out, he he had pretty much gotten it at that point. He was kind of a joke, like Kirk Cousins throwing interceptions was a big joke, and everybody was that, but 
he was noticeably better his first year as an official starter. Mm-hmm. And he he's just kept improving. Like Kirk Cousins is on an upward career trajectory and has yeah. been since the beginning. And I'm I'm happy for him, especially now that it, he's probably not going to stay on the Redskins after this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Redskins they franchise him last year because last year, or two years like two years after the previous season two years ago, he had played well. But the Redskins had won an extremely weak NFC East. Like, the Giants' mm-hmm. defense that year was, mm-hmm. like, the worst in NFL history. The uh, Cowboys lost Tony Romo and went, like, 0-14 without him. Uh, the Eagles were just kind of a sloppy mess. So the Redskins won an extremely weak division. So there was a lot of questions about Cousins. Like, all right, he's clearly good enough that he's worth another look. So let's tag him. Makes perfect sense. So they come yeah, to enough. this year and... He kept improving. He kept getting better. He was a very good quarterback last year. In a more competitive division. In a more competitive division. It, he was. It's clear that he's on the upswing. So the Redskins are like, all right, we need to keep him. So they franchise him again, which if you know and you follow football, franchising a player two years in a row is a pretty massive uh, cap penalty like yeah. it's a lot of money mm-hmm. i yeah. think he's gonna get paid something like 23 million dollars or something because Whoa. if he plays under the franchise tag yeah just this year yep that like that's why you never see teams franchise the same player two years in a row because the price goes severely up the second year and it's basically meant so the team can kind of retain the player and work out a longer deal right that didn't happen because the redskins lowballed him like morons kirk cousins had all the leverage in this situation yes and oh, the Redskins—they—they they lowballed him. Well, they offered and, him what what amounted to what was the figure? I think seven hundred thousand dollar, a seven hundred thousand dollar raise. Yeah, uh, above and beyond like what he was guaranteed already. It was, it was pretty bad. It was, and Kirk is just like, well, no, I have all the leverage here. I'll just take the insane amount of money I'm already going to be making next year thanks to the franchise tag, and then I could probably get an even better contract next season just with somebody. Just double it. Yeah, even if he has a mediocre season, honestly. Even if he has a mediocre season, there will be teams like, I don't know, San Francisco, San Francisco. or Cleveland yeah. that are going to totally Pay be in demand for him. For him. Yeah. Yep. It definitely feels like the Redskins tagged Cousins to keep him from going to San Francisco. Yes, with, to I, with, reunite with Kyle Shanahan. With Kyle like Shanahan, they, which is the, yeah, because oh they knew the the uh, Niners would have added it so much money, they would have just thrown the books at him because it's not like they have money, or they not like they have players to pay or anything like right. that. Just just throw money at Kirk Cousins. He's good enough. He knows the system. He would definitely be an upgrade and improvement. San Francisco. So the Redskins were basically like, no one else gets to have my ball. This is my ball. We're gonna take it. We're gonna go home, and we're gonna give you all this money. Do you want? Do you want an upgrade ball? I'm gonna promise you all the upgrades ball, but actually, I'm just gonna kind of polish a corner of you. Yeah. Oh no. And that'll be your offer. That's what the Redskins did to Kirk Cousins. Well, yeah, and then they and then Bruce Allen came out on that radio show or whatever and said we offered him a very like lucrative contract in our mind or a very generous contract was oh they, was, they, they were talking about how much they offered him um and... but but it was without context and it was that yeah. by design right because 53 oh, yeah. million dollars sounds like a lot of money right he was guaranteed it, i can't remember if it was 52.3 or 52.7 in in guaranteed money uh with the current deal but it was one mm-hmm. of the two uh and just 
Especially what they were after not Carr, saying like, was of that guaranteed money, most of it was what he was already going to be getting paid from yes. the franchise tag. Yep. So yep. he actually wasn't getting all that guaranteed. Most of that guaranteed was actually just the franchise tag already. It wasn't and... a new $53 million contract. It was a contract that included, you know, previous... It's not $53 million in new money, you know? Right. Yeah. It was like... 20 million dollars in new money yeah but Something like that but but in terms of the the amount that he would have made had he had, had he taken the deal like the the 23 million dollars he would have got anyway on like mm-hmm. the new deal or whatever so like it was ugh, the the amount that he was he actually stood to make was paltry and not in keeping with market values of a quarterback a like deal. Kirk Cousins. Anyone yeah. who follows salary cap and contracts everything immediately ripped the yeah. Redskins apart. Yeah. Rightfully, because it was a joke of a contract. Which, and which Cousins is good. was right to turn it down. Which is good for people like me, who I don't usually follow this kind of stuff. So it was good that everyone was like, hey, by the way, this is what's going on. Yes. Uh, know know that when they say 53 million dollars that's that is dishonest at best well and i'm in the exact same boat sam like i was with you dave was kind of briefing me about this before we came on the air and i said Mm -hmm. well 53 million cry me a river like it sounds like a lot of money yeah but yeah but then you dig into the context and it's so i'm i'm curious you know for both of your opinions why do you think the redskins did this like do you are they just stupid because they're trash dumb idiots i was because they can't trash dumb idiots who have no idea how to control their franchise and continuously fuck up every good but is is that just it like is that at this point it's a running theme there's there's no other way we can sort of look at it at this point they've done it so often every time it seems like the redskins are going to turn a corner and start doing things right they just start fucking it up it is so impressive from both a physiological and like a a, an nfl perspective that the redskins so can so consistently shit in their own mouths i don't even know how that works I don't even know how that would work. There's so many things that it feels like they could be competent. It, it's felt like they were on the cusp of relevance and competence on a long-term like stage so many times over the past 20 years. They, and yet every single time, they've just kicked themselves in the dick. They repeatedly. had the money to pay cousins. They had the, they, they had the money. What else are they going to spend it on? Well, and I guess that is the question. Like, what else are they going to spend it on? Do they need to staff up any other positions or it's just like, I, I, I they, they might have I, to pay Ryan Kerrigan soon. Yeah. And everyone, like, I feel like there's some defensive could. players they might want to pay, but nothing that would have like Kirk cousins isn't demanding Derek Carr money. They could have, they could afford to pay him. No. Yeah. And, and I feel like if, if they came at him with a, with a deal that was not insulting, there, there might have been a conversation if they, if they had lowballed him, they lowballed him. But there's a difference between lowballing and insulting Kicking someone. Them oh, in totally. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that it's, and I don't know if it's Dan Snyder or whoever. It's probably Dan Snyder. It's only. I mean, he's the only Dan common Snyder. thread you can point to it's, every single that's time. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's just Pam Spider. Yeah. Stan Spider. Stan. Stan Spider. The cool version of Dan Snyder. His web who, of shit. Who should, who should run the team instead of his idiot, not not evil twin. Like, I, <laughs> if 
fucking everyone, even Redskins fans, man. Like I think especially Redskins fans oh, are just yeah, dunking the all over them. Hurt. Well, yeah. Well, at this point, the Redskins fans they understand. Yeah, that they're used their, to it. Their franchise is dysfunctional. It's like yeah. Browns fans. They're like, we love the team, but it's run terribly poorly, and we're sick of this. Crap. Like fucking mm-hmm. why? Yeah, why have you yeah. done this? Why? Why do you keep dumping on my dreams? <laughs> It's like they try. I mean, honestly, doing doing nothing would have been preferable. I like I. It feels like they had to try to fuck up this situation as much as they did, and then Bruce Allen calling Kirk Cousins Kurt Cousins. Like yeah, and if the GM comes out and purposely, I like I when I first heard it, I'm like, all right, well, Kurt and Kirk. If you slur it, they kind of sound close enough. Yeah. That I watched the there's video. A, I'm there's like, a glottal he's saying there. Kurt. Yeah. He's saying Kurt. He pronounced the T. He's not saying Kirk. He's saying yeah. Kurt. And he didn't even he didn't even do the Kurt, right? Where it's no. just K- K- K-I-R and you don't know what that last, no. you know, consonant is because of the way some people talk. No, there's, you can hear it pretty clearly in the, in <laughs> the clip. It's so pathetically petty. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh, did you think that was intentional? Oh. No. Yeah. Oh, oh I no, I didn't think it was, was intentional. I think it's because he was an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you think it was them just like being like Kurt Cousins? Ha ha. Oh, screw this guy. He didn't take yeah. our crap offer. I, so here's the thing is that I want to think. You see, that, I don't know because it, it could legit be both. Because, yeah, I was going to say. It, it could they're be both Bruce Allen is stupid. a complete dumbass. Or it could be they're just that spiteful and stupid. Also stupid. Dan Snyder has done that before. It's it's completely plausible that it could be either like intentional stupidity or unintentional stupidity. Going down the rabbit hole of, of Redskins' decisions and, and seeing over the past like 15 years... Which of the decisions were intentionally and unintentionally stupid? Like that is a, a that is a long read. I would read. Mm-hmm. So get on it. Yes, some sports writer out there, work on that. The most depressing part about all this is when the team came out and they talked about how they offered him all the money. Uh-huh. It's it it was the classic uh, bullshit PR move, but all the people who don't bother to look into the contract still bought it yeah and i think that's the most depressing thing no there's still plenty of people who are sitting there in comment sections calling kirk cousins greedy because they buy everything the team says hook line and sinker yeah yeah and it's the same thing with joey bosa that that yeah right yeah that's true charges came out and said something about joey bosa and anyone who actually bothered to look into the situation was like uh chargers you guys are a bunch of dicks but the people who didn't understand it and didn't feel like looking into it were just like no joey post is greedy they said he's greedy so obviously he's greedy yeah if you're siding with the billionaires when it comes to calling people greedy i don't really know what to say you really gotta kind of recalibrate your (laughs) yeah well and there's always going to be people like that right because we're all people living our lives and oh for sure don't even care about football and you just hear like a 30 second clip in the morning and say like oh that player's a greedy asshole and then you move on with your life but yeah like it is kind of sad that i'm sure kirk's not that he's going to get a lot of like hate mail or just hate in general from this that he really doesn't deserve right well, I mean, be- because the the thing that the team can spin right next year, and they're laying the groundwork for it now, or at least they're going to start 
just because I know how this works, because it's this isn't just a Redskins thing, right? When contract disputes lead to team uh, lead to like star players uh, leaving the team for greener pastures, team that like the PR arm of these teams always spin it as a betrayal, as mm-hmm. like they left, they weren't loyal, they didn't take less money for the sake of the team. Yep, and it's like it's not just an NFL thing, right? That is all That's sports, sports do thing. that, right? Yeah, every single sport um does that like straight on down and and so so like it's an easy way watch to make out the for fans that. turn against the player yeah mm-hmm. yeah watch, watch out for that watch out for that right now because kirk cousins you know uh, to his credit he's being very civil about this whole thing right oh now. yes he, kirk cousins has been a model citizen he really has he hasn't come out and and been like you know i really wish i really wish the offer was better or blah 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 he said like you know i really want to stay in washington and I want to make this work. Which he might not even believe. No, but, but the fact that the he right says thing, it. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so watch watch in the coming weeks and months for uh, the Redskins PR machine to kind of start uh, start winding that narrative up. That I mean, we're not going to see that come into full swing until next year around yeah. this time or a little bit earlier. But uh, But yeah, I mean, that's definitely what is going to happen he needs to hire uh, jared kushner's pr guy in advance oh, and just get something yeah. going. <laughs> <sighs> so that is our redskins dump for the day unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add no i think fuck you em. covered it pretty well fuck them yeah. yeah they're they're uh-huh. dumb idiots fuck oh em. real quick in closing so over under what do you guys think him leaving the redskins like a hundred percent I wouldn't put it at 100. I, I don't know. If he has a good season, the Redskins are going to have to eat their words and be like, oh, okay, if we let you walk, we're boned because we're going to have to go into a rebuild. So I think it depends on if he has another season like he did last year or better, he's going to stay in Washington because Washington's going to be like, okay, here's the money. See, I don't think that's true. I think you I don't. think that it works the other way, actually. Because I think that I think that, and maybe this is me having less faith in the Redskins as an organization as y'all do. But I, like I'm saying, I think the PR machine's gonna kind of spin up, and like people in front office positions will try to start trying to distance themselves from Kirk Cousins because they're betting that he's not going to be very good. If he has an amazing season this year, he will be able to make so much more money than what the Redskins can and will offer him uh, next year in a place like San Francisco or in a place like Cleveland that have less, like, star players on the team that they also have to pay. You know what I mean? So I think think that, like, I think it's about an 85% chance that he is not on the Redskins next year. But I think that, I think that he, like... I mean, I don't think it matters really what kind of season he has. I think what really matters is what, how much the Redskins do in addition to what they've already done to alienate their best player. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's an absolutely valid look. Yeah, and I think that's I, really fair. I kind of agree with you the most. There's definitely a probably above... 70% chance he's yeah. gone no matter what. Yeah. I like if if you're a betting if you're a betting man or woman like 
put that, like that a little be... bit of money on him staying and yeah then you might get yeah something. yeah put put 10 bucks on him staying see if that can turn into like 100 by next year mm-hmm. yeah all right so let's move on to a different um situation that i'm interested to watch the pr develop as the story does oh god so there's a there's a player within the same division uh-huh who's also an up-and-comer who uh we may have to raise the scumbag flag on yeah and that is ezekiel elliott dallas cowboys rookie superstar running back may just in fact be a scumbag okay Mm -hmm. so i know nothing about this story can you give me the explain it like i'm five version sam oh yeah sure i i I can yeah no i can do that uh so first first things first uh zeke was under investigation by the nfl and uh i i think other organizations i think police but i'm not sure oh uh for for uh domestic violence um and this was a continuing thing yeah uh the nfl was looking into it trying to find evidence of domestic violence see what is going on there i think the i think the official case was dropped yeah okay okay i was wondering there was something about the official case i couldn't remember whether it had been dropped or not um but the nfl i knew was looking into uh uh a possible domestic violence case um while this was happening uh ezekiel elliott got into an altercation at a bar uh it hasn't been confirmed or denied yet but uh apparently he the reportedly the story is uh that he just hauled off and like punched someone in the face and broke his nose after a kind of verbal altercation uh in the meantime, I think he also got done, like, he had a misdemeanor charge for, like, speeding at over 100 yeah, miles he, an hour or something. Yeah, he, he sped at a ridiculous degree. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was a DUI, but I think he was just speeding real fast. So so there's there's all that shit, and I, uh, I hate it. And so I, I want to go on a rant real quick, and this isn't just about Zeke, um, but... Am I the only one who hates the term domestic violence? I, I, I think that, I think that it, it whitewashes an issue that is horrifying and serious. You hear domestic violence, or at least I do, and my brain turns off. I don't hear domestic violence and think someone fucking punched someone smaller than themselves. I don't, I don't hear, you know, Ezekiel Elliott under investigation for domestic violence and think a, you know, 260 pound i don't know how much ezekiel elliott weighs but like all muscle dude who who you know is strong for a living punched a woman or like hurt a woman or uh, like or had an encounter with a woman with the intent to harm them and did so repeatedly and did so repeatedly yeah so that like i i hate I hate that. I hate the term domestic violence. And I like I get in terms of um like trigger warnings, things like that. It it's it's difficult for victims to hear, I would assume, but it also makes it easier for for uh outlets like ESPN and you know the PR branches of the NFL and the sites that cover this kind of stuff to treat it as a daily like just like 
That's it's you know it's another domestic violence. It's no, it's just part of the game. I think you know what I I think the problem with that term is the violence part because it's such an all-encompassing sort yeah. of broad term. Because I agree with you that domestic violence sounds kind of broad and weenie. You know what has always actually kind of hit me mm-hmm. is domestic abuse. Yeah, actually. the word abuse yep. feels like it carries a lot more weight than violence. When I hear someone say domestic abusing. I was like, oh, domestic violence. I'm like, oh, that could be a bunch of things. But domestic abuse, that's that conjures up harsher realities to me. Well, because, because and, and this is what I think is important about the issue and the coverage of this issue going back years. I mean, years upon years upon years. That dom- So domestic violence, l- like, implies a person who is violent, right? The, the subject, when you're talking about domestic violence, is a person who does violence. When you use a term like abuse, at least for me, and it might be different for y'all, but like when I hear domestic abuse, my mind goes to like what, – what that says to me is someone has been abused. There is someone who has been taken advantage of, harmed, hurt physically or mentally – and and that i mean that's fucking what's important here that's not what the the important thing here is not is not any kind of suspension the nfl hands down on ezekiel elliott that is not important what is important is like is the dude who got his nose broken okay or is the person who ezekiel elliott allegedly abused is she okay and is she being protected and getting the help she needs? These conversations that that focus even a little bit on length of suspension, what does this mean for the Cowboys? What does this mean for the NFL? Can the NFL get finally get domestic violence right? All miss the point for me so dramatically because to, for the NFL to get domestic violence right – They need to realize that there are, like, they need to realize that the focus needs to be on making sure that people don't get abused. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's so, my rant. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done, but. I'm going to push back a little bit on you, Sam. So I, I agree Go for with, it. I agree with the spirit of it. And I completely agree with you, um, like, about not using whitewash termed like mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott assaulted his girlfriend like he right. physically assaulted his girlfriend I don't know what else he did Ray Rice physically assaulted his wife um we could go down the list of people who mm-hmm. who is the ex-Florida quarterback whose name that I don't remember you know what don't even tell me because Jameis Winston yeah. there we go yeah like yeah, what he got away with is a freaking joke yeah but so I agree with you. I do think it's really important to center the conversation around the victims because often they are just faceless. They're faceless and nameless shapes. Well, they should be. They should, I, I, yeah. I don't want to, like, cut you off, but, like, I'm not – I, I want to make sure you, you know I'm not, like, advocating for, like – Let's bring these people oh, no, no, out no, no. into yeah. the public. And that's right? not what like, I'm saying. No, of like, course not. I'm just talking about the, the empathy. So we as humans, like, yeah. we do feel more empathy when we, we understand, oh, there is a human being. There is a human being right. that has been affected by this. So that's what that's I mean. That's generally I what I mean. Like, yeah. let's keep them. Absolutely do not put their names and faces in the news. I, they do not want or need that. No, But no, where, where I slightly disagree is... Um, you know, I, I don't think it's just football that has this problem. I mean, we've seen of in the news not. over the past 
few weeks, um, things like what happened at Uber. Um, we had the New York Times mm-hmm. expose, I think it was last week, that uh, showed the guy of the CEO of 500 Cups, which is a big startup in the Valley. Um, he had a pattern of systematic abuse against women that uh, he was funding startups for. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see consequences. Um, I oh, I feel like right now the NFL allows behavior like that to occur. Like, look at the suspension that somebody will get for having marijuana on them yeah. versus assaulting their wife. And I know I'm preaching to the choir in this, but I really would like to see focus in the news and very public focus on the consequences that players are facing. Right. So I would of like course. to see against a star player a more harsh punishment for assaulting your spouse, assaulting your child, assaulting another person than for having drugs. Like, I don't give yeah. a shit if a guy smokes weed. I don't think anybody does. But if you're going to go home and beat your wife repeatedly, I do not want you to be in the league. I don't want you to play. I, I agree. I, I, I wanted to, I again, just to clarify my point, which I don't think I made very well. What, what I mean is, like, I... When, like, ESPN is covering these issues. Now, I'm not saying, like, the NFL, like, oh, don't suspend the players. Suspensions don't matter. I'm saying that that the coverage, like, uh, starting your coverage of an issue like this from a point of how long is Ezekiel Elliott going to be suspended is is not, like, an empathetic kind of uh, place to start, right? Is is you start from Ezekiel Elliott did this thing that, that... affected someone else in a deep and horrifying way right and then you and then you get to like suspension and consequences from there Mm -hmm. you have to kind of start at least in my opinion you have to kind of start from that place of of empathy from for another person who exists Mm -hmm. right even if you don't know their name or face okay that i completely agree with so the tone should be like instead of saying oh ezekiel it's going to be out for six weeks because he committed a crime it should be ezekiel elliott is an assaulter and a criminal and he is facing the consequences for his actions um which yeah and he has been suspended six weeks yeah right for 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 doing this like this that and the other that is totally fair right Yeah. yeah so that's 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 like my my whole thing and it's it's just frustrating because we i mean how many times have we had a, a discussion like this on the podcast i was just Dave? thinking that i was going to ask you guys so i honestly thought after the ray rice tape that mm-hmm. there were going to be a lot more harsh consequences for this has that not really been the case <laughs> i i fucking oh, I guess that's the answer <laughs> i they did this whole oh, thing you're naive sweet summer they, child. they did this whole thing and by god if if they didn't try they at least tried to make it look like they tried they had flow charts and spreadsheets and they hired all these people they made a fake charity they made a PR move. I saw the they absolutely make an horrible commercial change. they did during the Super Bowl that was just yeah. all, like all the crying women they put up on the screen. I almost threw something at the TV. I, like how Jesus. exploitative was that? I, they they have spent more money like they have spent more money trying to make it look like that. It's like someone who pays a lot of money at, at like a really fancy uh, clothing store to look like they shop at the thrift store right the nfl has paid so much money to make it look like they care about uh issues of domestic violence and abuse when they could pay a lot less money and like talk to like real good organizations out there that do advocacy for this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. right like i mean i know that 
this isn't generally their bag, but like the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, like is very good at dealing with that kind of stuff because of the psychological damage that it does uh, mm-hmm. to people. Right? Like there are. Uh, dozens of well-regarded organizations that the NFL could could talk to and what they do instead is they like they buy a fit like a charity right they like they do it themselves and it's it's just it's like why it's more work to do it badly mm-hmm. than it is to than it is to like I would love to see them throw all that crap out and implement three things. And these are just three things like I'm thinking of off the top of my head. But the first thing, make sure the NFL pays all court fees, all legal fees for the abused woman or man. Like that is take so care of smart. That. So basic. That and is it's cheaper so than smart. what they're doing. So yep. take care yeah. of that so that the victim that's is incredibly smart. Yeah, the victim's taken care of for. Second, the players should... And that's good PR. Well, that's yeah. good PR. That is also that is also inherently that's good PR. You're helping the uh the victim there. Yeah. So that's number one. Pay for the abused um court fees, any legal fees. They should not have to incur that because their bullshit spouse is being supported by a giant organization. Number that two That is such a smart idea and I can't believe that that I haven't seen that floated before. Number two would be the players should have to make a public donation to a domestic violent charity or some other women support. If they did assault a woman, a woman supported mm-hmm. charity, if they insulted a man, another um, charity of the victim choice. That's number two. Very public. Put it in the news. They have to do that. So it's not lauding mm-hmm. the player. It's they are doing this because they are being punished. And the third thing is I would love for Nike or Adidas, who are, whoever holds the contract, to make a scarlet jersey that just has abuser on the front. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And as soon as they come back, I don't give a shit what their suspension is, but they have to wear it the rest of the season. Oh, I want that. Oh, my God. I, I oh, would bet you scarlet hard letter. money oh, that, that, that is would really go good. That is really, really good. Yeah, so NFL, if you're listening, throw out all the other bullshit, like, crying woman commercials you're making. It is gross. I hate it. The other women that watch football, well, I don't want to speak for all of them. I hate it. A lot of my friends hate it. I'm, I'm Do those sure. Three things. Wow. Oh, my God. A scarlet letter in football. Yeah. Yeah, just, just like, I, see, I'm The problem is if they right did now. that, then they would just make the pot smokers wear a green jersey. <laughs> I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even care. Well, you like, know what? If, We'd all like the green jerseys. How would we? Feel yeah, I was going to say jerseys? that's the thing. We see the green jersey and then we cheer, and <laughs> you know, that's dope. That that's like I. Oh my god, I'm I'm just like I can see it in my head right now, and like. I think that would be a more effective deterrent than all the fines in the world. Like to be brutally honest with you, if well, I knew I was going to, it would also head. make it a lot harder to. Uh, spin the whole uh, redemption bullshit story yeah. after all of these things that happens. And it's going to happen with Zeke, which is. is infuriating. Yeah. We know it's going to happen. if, re- Regardless of whether Zeke gets punished for whatever happens or nothing comes out of any of this, if he has a good season, it's yeah. all going to be about Zeke's redemption. The mindset and, running, and being Running good, past, yeah. moving past, just like it happened with Roethlisberger. Yeah. It's well, you know what? Jimmy Pam Swinston Oliver can too. give him that uh, sideline interview while he's got that bright red jersey on. Like, I just want to see that For shot. real. So so here's here's the thing that I think is low-key really, really good about that is is that the the thing that's always disgusting about the redemption stories is it's like, what about the redemption for the abuser? Oh, they yeah, have, they or don't the, uh, the abused, rather. The abused. They, like especially when it comes to sexual assault 
that is something that stays with some you can't take that off Mm -mm. right no that stays with you and makes you feel i mean (laughs) horrible you know having read the interviews like it's 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 something that affects your mental state for the rest of your life and here's the other thing playing well on a football field isn't redemption no No. it's not it's making money ben rothless no Michael Vick's redemption didn't come when he came back to the Eagles and played really well in football. His redemption came from the fact that once he was out of prison, he started doing a lot of charity work on his own time, not making a big deal out of it, and is now rescuing animals. Like, Michael Vick's redemption came off the field where his his transgressions took place. Right. So, Ben Roethlisberger carrying his team to a Super Bowl after beating... Uh, after escaping a rape allegation, isn't redemption. No. Ben Roethlisberger going and helping rape victims and, and like giving to charities and helping victims that, that would be more of a redemption. Right. That's a redemption story, not throwing good even, touchdowns. E- like, if, if, if that's even possible, which it might not be for mm-hmm. some of these, like, incredibly heinous acts, right? So that's what I'm saying is I think it's really smart to, like to have some visual indicator that that abusers cannot take off and must be in the public eye mm-hmm. with it's it's very um oh god it's it's like uh oh geez i can't remember the um uh dramatic irony i think is is the <laughs> phrase i'm i'm looking for right is it's a um it's very much like you have the like Dante's Inferno, the circles of hell, where you have the punishment that is uh, appropriate or somehow uh, yes, analogous to justice. the crime. Yeah, poetic justice. Not yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. But yeah, no, that that is very very good, and and it's a shame that it will never happen. Because it is it's a, a shame. really good idea. I yep. would just like to see like I. I would just like to see more tangible consequences for things like yeah. that. Like, I'm so tired of seeing cases like Florida, like Steubenville, and now like Ezekiel. It just mm-hmm. it just seems like every time this happens, there are no hard consequences. But, well, Dave, what did um, you say? What were the actual consequences? Because maybe I shouldn't say that. For Zeke so far? Yeah. Uh, so far, nothing. I think no, the domestic... Because it's all under investigation still. Like, these are all allegations, and I think that's important to point out, even, even though... Uh, in these scenarios, it so often happens that they're innocent until proven guilty. Mm. I, I, I tend to lean the other way. Um, but I think it is important that we should say no suspension has been handed down and no, um, uh, these so are far, still I allegations. Think the only thing right? that is confirmed is that he got the speeding ticket. I think that's the only thing that, yeah. <laughs> Official. Well, let's yeah. focus on the important things, I guess. Yeah, right, right, yeah, for sure. Well, he could have killed a grandma crossing the street. Uh... <laughs> and then eaten her cereal for celebration. Oh, gross. Like, but the point is, at this point, Zeke's got a few, uh, he's, if you got like a scumbag, uh, rain gauge kind of thing, yeah. where it's just like the more sort of like, little rain clouds come over like the the higher the scumbag thing fills until it hits the way everyone's like okay this person is a piece of shit zeke is kind of getting up there in the rain gauge he's he's getting close to the line where okay it's official he's a piece of crap right yeah 
I mean, so so that's the thing is is that in terms of in terms of what we know and what is uh, out there, right? Um, there's the parking uh, the parking ticket, the speeding ticket, and then there are pictures that were released last year. I think Deadspin um, posted them of uh, Ezekiel Elliott's ex girlfriend with bruises on her knee, arms, and neck. Oh and they my were, god! Like, big bad bruises. Um, and she claimed to have been thrown into walls, uh, being choked. There's a police report, uh, dealing with it as well. Um, you know, from, from Dallas. So, so I'm sorry, not, not Dallas. This was in Ohio. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there is, there, there is, there is that. And it's like, it's, so it's, it's allegations, it's under investigation, but there is like, there, I mean, there's evidence here. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the police threw it out or whatever. Yep. Or a rather, yeah, the, the city's attorney decided that it wouldn't press charges against him. I really, yeah. So this is an interesting ongoing story that I'm sure we'll be talking about some more in the future because there's definitely more to come out here as this more on this story as it develops yeah. on intentional sounding news at 11. <laughs> We're getting kind of deep. Come on. We are. Guys. We are. We got to make some jokes. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's Dave, bring it back. Make some didn't jokes. Didn't you have, didn't something happen with the Panthers this week? That was like the other thing you oh, wanted yeah. to talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very distressed because as you, you may not have been aware, but you should be aware that, um, all Daves have to stick together. We we have a secret Dave Cabal that we meet all the time. Um, if you want to find our uh, little secret Dave meetings, um, we're, we meet in Camden, New Jersey, very late at night uh, in the middle of the streets. Dave, uh, that's you'll confidential find us. information. Tr- tr- you can't just say that. No, I just, I want them to know so that people will go there and find the secret Dave meetings. Okay, so Dave Gettleman... The GM of the Carolina Panthers was surprisingly let go uh, Monday, Monday morning. And there so are already that... about 50 different <laughs> stories that have come out as to why. Oh, awesome. Because this was very much out of nowhere. Gettleman, I don't think he was viewed pretty highly by Panthers fans, by uh, people who study general manager stuff by pretty much everyone. Everyone kind of agreed that even if Gettleman wasn't like the best GM in the world, he was doing a pretty decent it job. It wasn't worth firing, yeah. It certainly wasn't worth firing, so there's a lot of interesting speculation now. I was like, well, why is a good GM being let go? Mm-hmm. Why Why did someone who helped pick up like a lot of death, who seemed to be uh, getting the team out of salary cap hell and getting the team on the right track. Like a lot of the great players on the Panthers weren't actually drafted by Gettleman. Right. They came in like Luke Keekley came to, and they came in before Gettleman was hired, but Gettleman been doing a pretty decent job of making everything fit and work better and getting the Panthers to a more consistent level of like quality. Like last year there was like injuries and stuff like that. Like he's not a perfect GM, but he's he was definitely on the upper half of GMs in the league, and that's why this was so surprising. Hmm. It was it was very out of nowhere. So a lot of I I think the first main story I saw about it was the idea that um, 
he's a little more heartless than Jerry Richardson is. Apparently, yeah. Jerry Richardson, the owner, is the kind of guy who gets really close to players and loves them and then offers them, like, far too much money to stick around kind of thing, like cough, cough, D'Angelo Williams sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Where he, like, he was not worth the contract he was getting, but he was big, close friends with Jerry Richardson. So Jerry Richardson seems like a sentimental kind of guy. And uh, Gettleman was kind of, a li- from what I hear, was a little bit more on the Bill Belichick side of handling things, where it was about keeping everything in order, getting everything consistently, and making the hard choices that when a player uh, could probably... It's probably better for the team in the long run to cut a good player now, like I don't know Josh Norman. That Josh Norman was let the him big go. is the big one that I've seen is that is that Jerry Richardson was pissed at uh, Gettleman for letting him kind of walk. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Like apparently, it's heartlessness versus sentimentality. Which one is better for the team? Uh, obviously, if you look at the Patriots, it seems like being heartlessness is the best way to get your team to be consistently successful. I mean, fair but, point, yeah. But it, it, you always have to try and find that right balance. Yeah, yeah. At the, sa- at the same time, you know, there are players in Belichick's system that the system wouldn't work without, you know. Well, Brady yeah, the the Patriots are be... completely sort of broken yeah. as an example yeah. because they have Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's what every team that's ever tried to emulate the Patriots hasn't quite succeeded because that because the other teams don't have Tom Brady. Right. Right. So that's that's I, I, I think that the the really interesting thing here is the timing. I mean, it's not that long until the preseason starts. Right, like, no. like yeah. tra- training camp has been happening for a while. Football is going to be back before too long. Like, we only have about like what they're going to have to have a new left? guy make all the cuts. Yeah, like that's the thing is that is that it's really weird timing. They're going to ha- see. I've actually seen a bunch of people talk about this and how it's actually kind of decent timing because all the contract stuff is done at this point. Well, that's that's true. And but that's I'm what Gelbin like... was apparently good at was oh. like the contracts and stuff like that. Okay. Like part of the reason they brought him on was to help them get out of some really butt contracts sure. and into good contracts. <laughs> Like he, he Gettleman was actually on the Giants before he went to the Panthers, and I was actually bummed that we lost him because he seemed like a pretty smart dude. Mm. But he definitely seemed like he was a little bit more of a, like a money keep things in that sort of perspective way, mm-hmm. and so like that part of the off season of what that needs to be is is gone. Like if you bring in a new GM now who can immediately start looking at who's currently on the roster and start cutting appropriately to what that GM wants to do. I I I don't think it's actually that weird a timing. Is what I'm saying. I- I guess, and I, I guess if that's what you want, right, is, is you wanted him to do the contracts and then and then split, and, but like from that's from a, a front office standpoint, right? I'm I'm kind of talking more about like the players and knowing who's in charge and stuff, and like and yeah. and the people the people who are like maybe trying to make the practice squad. Being like, so who's who's making who's making the call? Person who's made the call hasn't even seen me play yet. What's what's the deal? So like, I I, I think there's gonna this is gonna lead to some bad blood when like the fifty three man roster comes out. Uh, 
Yeah. Just just because like how could it not? You know, it's it's like I mean, imagine your manager is fired, and then and it's like four weeks before your quarterly performance review. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is like it's it's yeah. it's kind of like that a, a little bit, it. right? So it might be for for the team and in terms of like front office stuff good and it i mean even like for the star players on the team for the people who are starting uh it's probably fine but in terms of like team morale i guess and like the way it makes me view the team like the carolina panthers and how much of their shit they have together yeah it's it's not a good look you know what i mean it seemed like they were on the upswing. They were going to establish themselves as a bit of like a perennial sort of playoff contender here. And eh, not anymore. <laughs> now, yeah. now, now you're just kind of wondering what the hell's going on up there. Is Jerry Richardson senile and dumb? Is the front office weird? Like, what's what's going what's on? Have the Redskins formed a coup and taken over the Panthers' office? Who can say? Oh God. Can you imagine the Redskins being organized enough to form a coup? <laughs> Maybe that's they been wouldn't the know long who to lead all it. along. They're just going to infiltrate oh every other team and pick them all off they've, until they win the they've, division. They've lulled us into a false sense of security by being stupid, and now they're <laughs> going to infect us all. I mean, the catch-22 here is that they're still just stupid enough that they actually picked a team outside their division instead of sticking within the yeah. division. But yeah, baby it's the last place they'll look. <laughs> Oh, oh lord yeah. oh the redskins we got we got news this week though which is nice yeah it's been kind of an yeah, eventful it's week it's nice to finally have news coming back yeah. we're starting to have training camp starting up soon some, some drama some things are actually happening we didn't have to pad this episode out with us ranking mundane things <laughs> nah, that don't matter. Nah, we're, at, we're at the like 53 54 minute mark now yeah. and we, and we kind of stayed on topic the whole way through which is new i know rare and exciting yeah, we had some pretty yeah, meaty I'm, talk I'm there it. in the middle too. So it's true. That's true. Kind of hey, it's almost it. like we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we've do, been we doing kind of like official this week. Yeah. All we needed were some fake sponsors, and it all would have been mm-hmm. good. There you go. Uh, remember to always get your meal prep stuff from Blue Apron. That's right, Blue Apron. I did a free trial of theirs. I wanted to I ask can't... you about that, Sam. Actually, like if we could diverge since we have a couple minutes. Like I've been thinking about trying them out because they're on literally every podcast, so I could probably be discounted for a year. But like, what do you think? Yeah. I, it's it's good. I the the first one I had was this chicken dealy. It was just it was I mean it was good chicken and like roast vegetables with like rice. Mm-hmm. It was simple. It was good though. Um, I got like I bought some Blue Apron meals off of a friend before because they <laughs> forgot to like cancel uh, their week of meals and like that one was great. There was like a bibimbap. There was like a really Ooh, good grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, it was just really good, um, and something else that I forget what it was, but, uh, but there's like, in, in the thing that I got for the free trial, it was a, um, I got like a steak, like a Chilean, uh, or a chili butter rubbed steak, and then there's shrimp rolls, uh, which, like, not like, not like spring rolls, but like lobster rolls, but with shrimp, Mm -hmm. which is interesting and i'm excited to to make that 
tomorrow. Guys, we're not actually sponsored by them. I Stop was just going to say, Blue Apron, press. get your heart out. Like, come to the draw play. I'm glad Brew Apron has worked very well because I wasn't a big fan of their precursor, uh, Scarlet Letter Apron. <laughs> no. No. Uh, basically, food made to you by scumbags. Yeah, well. This guy might be a killer chef, but he also beats someone it's up. It's actually served to you by the uh, nun from Game of Thrones with the bell that just yells shame. Oh, she the shows shame. up to the door kicks Yes. Oh, God. Very good. Very, very good. Shame. Here is your orange chicken. Shame. Oh, God. That is shame. Oh, it tastes so much better that way. <laughs> I have never, I have never not felt shame when I've eaten orange chicken. <laughs> but it's so delicious. It's so good. I never feel that bad about it, yeah. but it's always like, you know, you didn't even, I didn't even get like the pod thai or whatever. No, I just want like, I just want little sweet glazed chunks of something that is unrecognizable as chicken. Yes, it's just right breading. Now. It's just fried bread. No, Maybe it's, there's yeah, some chicken yeah. in there if you're optimistic, but no. Right. Uh, it's so good, though. It's so good. It's so good. Hey, Blue Apron. Hey, Blue Apron. Do an orange chicken next. <laughs> Do an orange chicken. And also sponsor the draw play. Branch yeah, out. You're everywhere please. else. Why not? I, we, we know you need money. We know, we know Amazon just, just did that, just kind of cut your legs out from under oh, you yeah. and, uh, and, uh, announced that they're doing their own meal box service. So listen, first come first serve. I've, I've experienced blue apron and I do like to cook. So like, but if they get to me first, man, I will, I will fucking drag you hard. Blue apron. What do you put have you to away lose? Wet. End of tag. There you go. There you go. We could, they could be our second sponsor. Our first sponsor is inaudible.com. Yeah. Podcasts for deaf people. It's very good. Oh, my God. It's very, very good. Uh, Fucking in... Jeez, uh, what? What are the other bullshit things we hear on every me, single podcast? Me, me undies. Me undies. Me undies. Look at, look at our ads on Facebook and, and be slightly aroused because, God, their models are very attractive. Parachutes everywhere, like, too. Parachute cheats. Yeah. Parachute, um, uh, uh, movement watches, MVMT watches. Yeah, which good luck with uh, that when there's wearables everywhere, but okay. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's fair. I always, I don't, I don't know, man. I always think, I don't, I don't like smart watches. I think they look dumb <laughs> right now. But, uh, so you got movement watches. Who else we got? There's, oh, Nature Box. Fucking Nature yes. Box. How could I forget Nature Box? I listen to every like McElroy family podcast and I like I'm sure that I I could like eat for a year off of free nature box codes. I could like rattle Big Island pineapple, dark chocolate nom noms, chili parmesan popcorn. These are all I'm sure things that are like actually in their thing and it's just like I got to tell you that good. chili parmesan popcorn actually sounds pretty good. I would eat that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You know what? Loot crate be one. Oh, loot crate. Yeah, but they don't do one of those nerd things. Yeah, they don't do um, podcasts as much as they do. Uh, they do they YouTubers. Do, like, YouTube shows. So oh. here's so here's the thing. Yeah, no, loot crate. If anyone from loot crate is watching, we can do a live unboxing, but it'll be only audio. And you haven't done that Whoa. before. I could I could like get uh, if you send it to me, I could get like a nice sharp pair of scissors. We can get some ASMR stuff going on as I rip like the tape off and like very slowly. I'm sift ripping through the, the stuff. tape right now. Yeah. That's a little too sensual, Dave. I need you to dial it back. Dial it back. PG. <laughs> P 
PG podcast. For the podcast. Uh, so sponsor uh, us, please. Yes. Bring some please sponsors in. sponsor us. I, we have listeners. We have enough listeners to have a sponsors. So Listeners. You know. uh, I guess we could say this podcast is brought to you by Antlion yes. Audio. That's true. That's real. true. Oh, we do have it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah there, there's a sponsor. Cut it. Cut it and leave it on the floor. We've got Antlion. That's all we need. <laughs> Uh, uh, listeners, if you have a like a company or like like a small business or something that you want us to shamelessly make fun of and also talk about, well, just let us know. Give us free shit, you know? Yeah, give us. Free you shit. listen. You you listen to us. That we can give you a shout out. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's another thing that that I I kind of would would like to do more of is shout out the listeners if you want us to like. You know, shout you out. Let us know. We love we love that dank dank social media interaction. So hit us up on Twitter. I love the next day, like late on Wednesdays or whenever at the day yeah. after it goes up, when people start coming in with Twitter and be like, "Sam, you're an idiot." Yeah. Or Dave, you're dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This food is actually good. Oh, uh, I forgot to say this until just now. I wanted to send out a thank you to um, your listener on Twitter that confirmed my C4 story from the last podcast oh, yeah. that I was on. That was yeah. awesome. I'm looking. Uh, I'm trying to buy time because I'm looking for his name right now. But that was really cool, dude. Thanks for tweeting at me. It was uh, that made my day. It was very exciting. They they said if if I remember right, and I can't remember the name either, but they said that C4 like uh, people in the in the military would light it up to uh, like cook food. Yes, with. and it was it was Richard yeah. Campbell. It's at uh, okay. Yulemont. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but thanks, Richard. That was really cool. Like, it was just a cool link, too, that you put in. Yeah, super informative. I mean, it's a much better cook than C1 through 3. <laughs> That's how we're ending it, folks. Wow. Keely, how can we follow you? So I am at Keely Hammond on Twitter, and that's pretty much uh, always where I'm at. Um, I also have a website, KeelyHammond.com, if you like programming and robotics stuff. Sam. You can follow me at Sam Grzezeses on Twitter, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-C-E-S-E-S. Uh, or I also write for Yardbarker.com and Thrillist Chicago. I also have another podcast, State Your Case. Uh, you can search for it on SoundCloud or iTunes. So if you like that kind of thing, listen up to I'm it. I'm so excited so. for that. Yeah, yeah, this you should be honest. podcast is here. brought to you by State Your Case. And then State Your Case is brought, brought to you by, by Intentional, intentional sounding. sounding. It's an Ouroboros. I'm Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Play Dave, on Facebook at the Play Comic, on Instagram at Play Dave, on Patreon, and of course, on thedroplay.com. Thank you for listening. Tweet us all your stuff that we can anything, pimp and all that anything. stuff. Anything. Anything. Whatever. We'll give you shout-outs. Next week will be shout-out week or something. Do it. We'll see you next week, everybody.